0: Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by H.T. Smartcast. Welcome to Season 2 of our podcast, Kicks for Free, in which we discuss all things football. I am Dhiman, and with me is my co-host, Vivek. Message!
1: The
2: 76th edition of the Santos Trophy came to an end earlier this week, with Karnataka ending their 54-year wait for the title. The latest edition was unprecedented given the fact that it was the first time that the knockout stage of the tournament was being held outside India. Our colleague Shantanu Srivastav was in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia for the knockouts and we'll be chatting to him for a first-hand account of what it was like to be there. Over to you, Diman. Right. So, uh, Shantanu, thank you for joining us.
0: We'll start with the obvious. Uh, Could you share your first impressions of
1: Riyadh? First of all, thanks for having me here on this platform. My first impressions of Riyadh, uh, well, I feel that it's a concrete jungle. That is what uh, one realizes once you land there. When you look at cities like, uh, for example, Delhi or uh, let's say even Doha, there is certain character to the cities, uh, even in the Middle East. Here, what I realized in Riyadh was it's it's a city in uh, transition. They are building Mm up. They are building, obviously, I think it's for the 2027 uh, Asian Cup. And the 2030 event that they're looking to host, and uh, uh, you could see the cities on the move. They're building a lot of construction going on. You would hardly see people on the on the streets. Either they are in the buildings or they're in the cars. So that way, uh, it was it was a bit strange coming from India. And not many people around. Uh, I would share a funny story. We we landed there without a visa so uh eight journalists who landed there i mean we all of us thought that we are going straight to the prison because uh the visas that were supposed to arrive on our phones didn't arrive till the time we landed uh, to the immigration counter that is when the aiff guy came running with his uh phone that you know the e-visas are here we could not connect to the wi-fi so a lot of logistical uh, now in hindsight we can look and laugh at it but back <laughs> then we were yeah, yeah it can be scary yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the lady at the immigration asked us to step aside. We waited there <laughs> for 15 anxious minutes. So we thought, okay, we are going to the Chop Chop Square straight away. So... <laughs> but gradually, you know, as we were there for five days, as days went on, got to know the city a bit better. Uh, though we didn't really get to see much of it. It was strictly from stadium to the hotel. But whatever we could, whatever little interaction we had with the people, I mean, nothing to complain for. So how was the
0: weather there? I mean, I know this sounds very English asking about weather, but uh, I mean, was it like going from a hotter than usual February to, well, uh, for want of a better word, to a place even
1: hotter? Not really, surprisingly. It was surprisingly Mm. pleasant. The temperatures uh, were similar uh, to what we had in Delhi, but it didn't feel as hot. Perhaps because of the lack of pollution or uh, lack of people, whatever, uh, or perhaps we were based little towards the outskirts of the city where not much of industrial things were happening. But uh, it was surprisingly cooler. Uh, even the day temperatures in the noon temperatures were not really troubling us. The players uh, who we spoke to, they didn't have any problem training at two, three uh, p.m. They, they, I mean, they said that they are used to practicing in much hotter conditions in Kerala, Bengal, right. and in North. Right. Right. For us, uh, also it was, I mean, uh, the night temperatures were surprisingly low. So, whenever we would go out for a stroll, we would feel the slight chill, even people coming from the north. So, mm-hmm. that was, yes, it was It was not really uncomfortable. Uh, so, even the Meghalaya awesome.
0: players did not really complain about the weather. I mean, this 2pm, 3pm no. training, I can understand somebody saying I trained in Bengal or Kerala, but the guys from Meghalaya mm-hmm. must have been roasted, no? Oh, they
1: were surprisingly fine. All of them. Uh, the Megalia team they had a, a base in Bangalore. if I'm not mistaken. Before, oh, okay. Uh, they said that they were used to humid conditions and this dry heat didn't really bother them. And uh, we were expecting a bit like May June kind of a uh, you know heat wave that we have in India, especially in the afternoons. But nothing of that sort. It was cool breeze surprisingly. So
2: nice. There. Yeah. Uh, Shantanu, you were there for the Santos yeah. Trophy, of course. Uh, when the decision to move the Santos Trophy to Saudi Arabia was taken, there was quite a lot of criticism about moving what is a domestic tournament away from India. Uh, Chung Butya for one, just a couple of weeks back in our podcast, he didn't hold back saying that it would be a holiday for some people and he was quite critical of the move. Uh, was it a holiday or like uh, how did you find the overall experience of of the Santos Trophy being held in a place far away from India?
1: wasn't a holiday for me though. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I mean, uh, the podcast, where uh, bai Ching spoke those things. It was quite popular among the journalists there. And that I can be sure of. Everybody was talking about it. And obviously, we uh, put that question to Kalyan Chaube and Shaji Prabhakaran there. And they were like, OK, it's his opinion. He's an Indian football legend. We respect him. But uh, this is not how it is. And if he had any uh, objections, he could have aired it in various forums. uh, Going public is not really the way forward. But uh, that's that. But for me, uh, what I observed there was a very efficiently managed uh, event. Obviously, there were just four matches, a third place match, final and two semifinals. Uh, But no hiccups and the ground conditions, everything. You know, right right from the place where players were put up, uh, the transportation to the way the things were managed. I think uh, AIFF could not have done a better job. There's four matches. matches—it Was it a show for uh, the traveling journalist or was it how they were supposed to do? I mean, it's up to them. Uh, but I, I, I don't feel that it, there's much better they could have done there. Uh, it wasn't a holiday for sure, not for the players and not for the officials. On the last day of the tournament for the finals, I think they had a representative from all state federations joining in. So they flew everybody from India. Uh, people were there
0: so that was the holiday watching was talking
2: about is it the representatives of different
0: federations I think going so, over? for yes, one day break, <laughs> <laughs> one
1: day break.
2: Shantra, so uh, the Santos trophy obviously uh, does not have isl or i league first division players featuring in it uh, in terms of uh, what it meant to karnataka in particular you had mentioned how they ended a 54 year wait for the trophy i think the last time that they won they were they were mysore uh, rather than karnataka mm-hmm. and uh even when they reached the finals, I think in 75-76, I think, the, their coach yeah, was only yeah, two right years sure. old. Could you talk yeah. a bit about what did it mean to the Karnataka players, the triumph? Sure, sure. It, it it meant a lot to them, obviously. You could see that. You know, in the
1: pre-match pressers and all, uh, even on the, the conversations we had with the players and the captain on the sidelines, they were really going for it. Uh, and uh, you could sense, you know, it's, it's, it's not just a, a domestic tournament for these guys. It, it meant a lot. One of the bigger reasons for that is uh, this uh, triumph would give them uh, certificate of sorts to try and it will open a lot of avenues for them in terms of government jobs in terms of uh, yes, yes. being uh, scouted for ISL and I-League clubs. So a lot of these players come from very humble backgrounds and uh, they are products of uh, uh, talking about Karnataka. They are pro- most of them are products of Bangalore uh, city league structure. So, they play the super division there. Some of them are were from Bangalore FC Reserves. And there were four players from BFC Reserves, three from Bangalore Sporting, four from FCBU, and five from Kickout Club, which is again part of the Bangalore Super Division. So, these guys are either amateurs, completely amateurs, or semi professional players. A lot of them don't have any contracts, and they have to fall back on their fam- family savings uh, to push their careers so one could sense it really uh, you know meant a lot for them and uh, for the coach himself he was he was just too like i mentioned in one of the copies uh, when they last reached the final so uh, no one from the squad had ever been that close to a to a national championship for that matter But the captain the players the coach even the support staff everybody they were really looking forward to it and i feel that uh, in meghalaya uh, they they had their best chance uh, Meghalaya, of course, they they for them reaching the semi-final itself was a piece of history, and uh, Karnataka, who had beaten some good teams in the lead-up, I don't know. I mean, things could have got trickier had they had Punjab or uh, uh, Bengal or Kerala or some of those teams in the finals. But I think luck like, eventually events out in this kind of a format where you have you know big leagues uh, system coming through. Uh, so yes, to answer your question, Vivek, I think it meant a lot to them. And uh, one hour after the match ended and we were supposed to land for a gala dinner, on the way there was this, we, we found there some Karnataka players still sitting in their dressing room. They were chatting, clicking selfies, talking to their people back home. And uh, with the trophy, pe- people were getting pictures clicked and all. And we thought, okay, it's at the end of the day, it's just Santos Trophy. But look at them. What does it mean for them? They, they would just not let go of the trophy, the coach, the, the support staff... I mean, it was, it was heartening to see, you know, that at least, if not the media or the spectators, at least the players care for uh, the national championships.
0: Yeah, that, that's yeah. a great point that you make, uh, Shantanu, because, you know, I mean, we generally now, given the way the Santosh Trophy is structured, it is something that it has lost its position of eminence in the Indian football uh, season. But to see that it means so much to players, do you think it meant a little more because it was being played out of the country?
1: i would assume so uh, i would think so uh, because uh, i mean 90% of these players traveled uh, outside india for the first time some of them got their passports made especially for this uh, event so they were obviously very kicked uh, look devendra you have been you have covered football all your life so you would know what the kind of accommodation these players are usually put to kind of Offer travel games, yes in Yeah so mm-hmm. for for most of them it was their first experience to stay in a good hotel to fly uh, outside the country to play at such a ground and mm-hmm. uh, punjab coach told me that they haven't ever played on uh, you know such kind of turf before even though the matches at bhuvneshwar were played at a very good turf and a very mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. ground right. uh, but just the experience of uh, playing uh, national championships for these players it, it meant a lot they had nothing to do with what sports washing is you know why what kind of back-channel talks have gone into bringing the Santosh Trophy to Saudi Arabia? They were just happy to be there. And obviously, that was a big factor that pushed them to do well.
0: The, the turnout was a little disappointing. Uh, I mean, in one of your reports, you said that I think it was in the first semifinal that only 100 yeah. people turned up. Yeah. They, maybe there was a little more in the final. Could anything have been done to bring more people in? Is there Because there is a fairly sizable uh, expatriate Indian population who I was thinking would be keen on seeing Indian football. I mean, uh, or, or, you know, just connecting with an event that had uh, some Indianness to it. So uh, I was also a little disappointed with the turnout. Do you think there was something that could have been done better?
1: I think for the finals, Zimanda, they had around 1000, at least 1000 turned up. Um, okay. And that was because it was a weekend uh the, the semi-finals were uh, scheduled on wednesday which is a working day and so a lot of people could not manage and uh, also the word of mouth really did start spreading after the uh your semi-finals we had no access to the local newspapers strangely so even we tried to just have a look even if we don't understand the language at least some pictures would be there but nothing of that sort we had no access and internet was also pretty you know controlled there so we don't know how local media was covering it. There were a couple of local journalists in some of the press conferences, uh, but those were like uh, state-owned channels. So I think part of their understanding was that there would be some kind of media coverage. Uh, among the locals, the Indian population did turn up in the semifinals. Uh, most of them were uh, uh, technicians. Some of the engineers turned up. Uh, like I said in my opening comments, uh, the city is on the uh, on the move. They're just rebuilding the entire city. A lot of people from India have traveled to build the city. So a lot of engineers were there, a lot of laborers had traveled. So you could find a decent mix of that kind of a segment in the stadium, in the semi-finals. But at the end of the day, there were just about 100. In the finals, though, uh, the number multiplied by 10, uh, there were about 1,000. And uh, they, we asked the Indian ambassador and the uh, federation officials also. So they were like, okay, the crowd was never our main motive. The major uh, objective was to give some exposure to the players. Shaji, in fact, said that we don't expect all of India to turn up for a Santosh Trophy match. Uh, fair point. Uh, most of the places in India, uh, bearing, I think, uh, uh, Northeast Bengal and Kerala, Kerala. Not many turn up for Santosh Trophy, any which way. But yes, they could have done better. Uh, whether they could have done better, I'm not sure. They reached out to certain Indian schools. That is what I'm sure of. Uh, they reached out, the Indian embassy reached out to Indian population also. But I don't know whether uh, the word of mouth didn't spread. In a hotel also, there was a registration desk that came up just a couple of days before the final. That was not there before okay. the semifinals. Right. Uh, but by and large, a lot of Indians did turn up on the on the final day. Thousand, thousands were there. They came with this car, They were all decked up. Obviously, okay. nothing compared to the al nasser match, which we'll, I'm sure, talk about. Yeah. Going uh, yeah. But yes, good to see thousands turn up, though.
0: How interested did you find the Saudi Federation to be in this entire thing?
1: Uh, I'm not sure even on that. See, they gave players the best of accommodation they could. They gave them the best training facilities. They gave them the best stadiums. But I'm not sure whether their remit ends there in terms of getting the crowds in and all. I'm really not sure who should have taken the lead there, whether it was the, the onus was on the Indian side or them. But mm-hmm. I feel that uh, it's essentially, like you said, the philanthropic act that Saudis are doing for Indian football. And I asked one of their senior officials, what uh, is Saudi to gain from this uh, understanding? Why are they so interested in hosting India? So the guy asked whether this is an on-the-record question or an off-the-record question. So <laughs> I I said, okay, it's an off-the-record question. So obviously in this forum, I can't uh, reveal what he said, but the sense that I could get was... Uh, India, being the cloud that we have, at the global standing, especially in Asia as of now, they want us on their side and uh, they want to build their soft power status uh, simultaneously with India. So, so the level of football, obviously, you know, there's nowhere there, but perhaps that is the only common sport that the two countries have. So they want the, the, they want the Indians to visit there, have a good projection in the world. That is why they had the media flown in. Uh, so yeah that's about
0: that what did you make of the AF President Kola and Chubhi's statement that you know had Bengal or Kerala made the uh, final they would or semi-final there would be more people I mean it's a strange comment to make you can't organize a tournament thinking uh, two popular teams are going to play the mm-hmm. semi-final or final he,
1: he spoke more mm-hmm. than he intended to uh, mm-hmm. because <laughs> obviously they would have thought that either Kerala or Bengal will make it and a lot of extra pop Population will turn up considering a lot of uh, Malayalis stay in the uh, in, in Riyadh and other cities of Saudi uh, I feel it was a strange uh, statement especially after the at the semi-final stage where there are four teams who have come through your system exactly <laughs> so it was a bit I mean I feel it was in a bit of a bad taste I don't think he meant he really meant it that way mm-hmm. but it just came across he just I mean Ready to us, we pushed him to, to sort of say, ki, okay, crowd nahi hai, crowd nahi And, you mm-hmm. know, why is it not there? We framed the question in three, four different ways. So ultimately, he had to say it. You know, okay, if had Bengal and Kerala been there, we would have got more crowd. I think there is merit in the statement, but whether one has to say it publicly or
2: not on the eve of the semi-final,
0: I don't know. Fair point.
2: Yeah, you can't be banking on two of your more popular teams to yeah. enter and yeah, plan that way. Vivek, he did say that, you know, this this is not a knee-jerk uh, thing
1: to plan the entire tournament or the back end of the tournament in Saudi. The plan was set in motion back in October, November. And they had other countries in uh, their mind also, which he didn't obviously tell us. But he said that they had three or four options and ultimately they zeroed in on Saudi Arabia. So okay. what were those back-channel talks? What, were, what was the give-and-take about? Uh, we are not sure and we were not told either.
2: That was actually going to be my next question. Uh, Shantan, like from your interaction with the uh, officials in Saudi Arabia, from the local officials as well as the AFF officials, what is the sense that you get? Do you think that like in the future as well, the Santos Trophy knockout games may be taken to maybe Saudi Arabia again or some other overseas destination or... Yes, so yes, yes. We
1: did, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Even the uh, General Secretary and the uh, AFF President, both of them were categorically asked whether this is the beginning of a new trend we'll be witnessing. So they were non committal, but you could sense that, of course, the plan is in motion and this is not a one off thing. Uh, next year, we can be certain that Santosh Trophy will travel overseas, the knockouts will be there whether it will be riyadh or uh, doha abu dhabi which country we we can't be certain we were told that they have certain options in mind and the plan was to gauge coverage to gauge the interest among the fans feedback from the players if all of that turns out to be positive we were told that obviously they have they they will look to take the trophy uh, santosh trophy outside uh, one of the biggest reasons is uh, they want the junior or the amateur players to get some exposure of traveling, the uh, uh, you know, just, but one thing I found strange was, you know, when, w- among all this talk of exposure and all, they could have at least arranged a session with some of the top Saudi clubs or, you know, just taking, uh, take, right. took them on a show, show around with uh, the Ronaldo match and all. Uh, I agree. The scheduling was a bit of a problem because the very next day they, they had a match, but perhaps something could have been done a session with some of their top coaches or the national team. And they could have trained together, we put all those concerns uh, with the AIFF uh, people there and they said that uh, going forward, perhaps a youth team from Saudi will travel to India. There will be some exchange program. Of age group teams will travel. And as far as the senior Santosh Trophy is concerned, uh, they didn't say it in as many terms, but we were given enough hints to uh, to for our understanding that uh, perhaps next year and even beyond, uh, uh, Santosh Trophy semifinals and finals will be played outside India.
0: Did Uh, they specifically talk about West Asia or was it uh, among the options uh, next year or uh, they left it open? I mean, it could even go to some other parts of the
1: continent. They left it open, sir, because uh, in the same breath, they spoke about visiting Belgium and France before landing here. So they are in touch with three or four different federations. And it would be, I mean, it would be too rich to to expect Belgium and France hosting Santos, (laughs) Santos (laughs) but uh, I, I think that was more to... You know sort of throw in as many options as possible, uh, but I I have a sense that perhaps, if not Riyadh, maybe Abu Dhabi or uh, one of these places in the Gulf could, or Doha even, they could play host to Santosh Trophy. Uh, right,
2: I'll put this to, to both Shantanu and Diman. Uh, but is there any point though? I understand that there is like the for the players, it might be a big thing that they're getting to travel overseas, but by playing just a couple of games. Of Santos Shofi in Saudi Arabia or in Dubai or something? Is it something that that's contributing to the tournament in any significant way, or is it just a bit of like gimmickry or I don't know? Yeah, it seems strange. This is what the. Interview. I think you go
1: first. You were there. I think. Uh... A fair point only 2 or 3 four matches are not going to make a world of a difference but i think uh, uh, in in uh, in normal circumstances i don't think our newspaper or any of the leading dailies in india would have cared so much about santosh Trophy. we would not we wouldn't have given them that kind of a space We would not have perhaps on the final day you could have carried a picture and written something but uh, speaking to their players, getting to know their backgrounds, writing about them. I don't think none of that would have happened had Santosh Trophy been played in uh, the way it has been. Uh, I think last year uh, it was covered fairly well. Uh, people did write about Trout's turning up. in uh, But bearing that, it, it's a tournament in decline. And uh, biggest reason is the quality of players that they are uh, getting. Uh, there are no uh, A category players playing their uh, I-League and ISL top division. They don't turn up they're not i mean the rule says they can't play so uh, to answer your question vivek i feel that it's a it's a start and for the players it has given them some kind of of a platform uh, aiff traffic i'm told on the on the youtube went significantly up for the last four matches dd sports was roped in at the very last moment to broadcast the matches one of these saudi channels uh, I, I i i forget the name they did broadcast the match live so the final uh, for, for, Yeah, the final. So, for the players, obviously, it it meant a lot. And uh, whether it is sustainable, whether it is going to have any long-term effect, uh, we'll have to wait and watch.
0: Yeah, Vivek. I mean, I'm with Shantanu on this uh, to a large extent. My point being that, you know, as Shantanu mentioned, uh, what have we got to lose if we do this? Okay, you're right. I mean, at at one level, everything that Bai Chung said uh, is right. I mean, why are you doing it there, etc.? but uh, again if you really wanted to do something about a tournament that is struggling for relevance uh, short of you know just completely killing it or going through the motions this is one step and i see nothing wrong in it if it is organized properly if the players are looked after properly and it gives them an experience of traveling abroad for a for a competition that they wouldn't have uh, had a chance to otherwise as, as as shantanu mentioned you know they were possibly most of them were on an international flight for the first time. And and these are little things that matter. So, that the Karnataka team players are going to come back and share these experiences to uh, their fraternity in Bengaluru and other parts. It could motivate somebody else to sort of do the same thing, want to be part of the Santos Trophy, which is something that may not be the case now. So So, yes, there is not an easy answer. And without taking anything away from anybody who's a little skeptical about it, I really think that there's no harm in trying to do this uh, if everything else is taken care of properly. If there's an organizational glitch, then I would obviously say that's not fair on the players or whatever. But based on what Shantun said, all that has not been a problem. So so why not? I mean, what have we
1: got to lose here anyway? That's my point. Playing it at uh, local venues where 30-40,000 turn up, perhaps that would have been a different high for these players too. So, uh, I mean, there there are arguments on both sides. But like you said, unless and until we have got a lot to lose, I think uh, it's all good.
0: Yeah, because, you know, this thirty forty thousand 40000 is only going to happen in two or three pockets of the country. So then you have to host Santos yeah. Trophy only in those places. It has exactly. to be in Kerala. It has to be in Kolapur, for instance. I'm not even sure whether that, that kind of crowd will turn out in Bengal if Bengal is not playing. So uh, it's instead of, you know... Shoehorning Santos Trophy or keeping Santos Trophy restricted to two or three places. Why not take it to a place uh, elsewhere where it gives it a new kind of experience to players and stuff? Shantuno, before we end, uh, you know, you had the experience of watching Cristiano Ronaldo in the flesh uh, yeah. there, which uh, I don't know whether that was part of the deal or not, but uh, it must have turned out well for you guys uh, yeah. having been able to go to a game. So, how was the atmosphere? How was the 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 you know? How is the atmosphere of the game like? You tweeted about watching a game somewhere in Europe also. So if you
1: had to compare uh, them, you know, uh, how was it like? Uh, firstly, the that was not part of the deal. Uh, a very enterprising journalist pushed the AIFF people to arrange some passes for the traveling Indian contingent. And that is how uh, eight of us got a chance to watch the you know, watch al nasser game. So yes, uh, the atmosphere... Well, the ground where it was, uh, where, where the matches were played, uh, it was a very intimate setting. The running tracks were not there, so the seating was really very close to the to the playing arena. So, uh, t- towards the end, when there was some dispute with the goal or something, people started throwing bottles. So it, it was it was that close, and then people would just say, "Okay, it's it's football. That is how it is meant to be." So, so, so it was good fun. It was good fun. The, the atmosphere. Uh, the the biggest surprise was the number of women who turned up. Uh, though they, it would hardly be one percent of the entire crowd, but uh, uh, you could you you could see you know women and kids had turned up, young girls had had come. They were enjoying the sport. They were cheering for the for Ronaldo, and uh, it could well have been Ronaldo versus the other team rather than mm-hmm. Al Nassr versus the other team because everybody was uh, wearing uh, CR7 T-shirts. You could, uh, uh, you could have those celebrations and Ronaldo chants uh, everywhere in the stadium it, it was as if it was just one man versus the other side so so the cult of Ronaldo is real at least in Riyadh and uh, when I compare this to the other uh, match that I saw that was in 2019 around the same time of the year uh, a Classico in uh, Bernabéu. so a completely different right. atmosphere uh, uh, you had uh, uh, alcohol flowing in the stands you had people of all hues, or you know, swearing, uh, cursing, jumping. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that kind of a thing was not there in Riyadh. But whatever they could, you could. I mean, there was a sea of blue and yellow uh, everywhere. There was. Uh, it was the home ground for sure, but no, no supporter from the from the other side, and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was electric. If the music. Uh, uh, very, very interesting the, the Arabic music that, that they played it was quite catchy No, I could not understand a word of what they were saying but uh, mm-hmm. I, I asked a few locals but they were like okay this is how we cheer and this is our way of uh, thanking the club for entertaining us it was very tough to compare the, mandat, the two atmospheres but I think they were all united by that the crazy madness that you have for football you could
2: sense in both, both the venues
1: in two different languages
2: right, right. I think uh, we'll wrap with that Thank you, Shantanu, for joining us and sharing your insights thanks, on thanks. the Santos Trophy. Uh, yeah, pleasure chatting to you. That was it for this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at vivek9301 and at demanht. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff, our weekly newsletter on the world game, which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, Follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com.
0: This was a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.